This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 138. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast, where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com, and I'm joined once again by Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I am great. How are you? Surprisingly, I am doing never better today. I'm surprised. So what are we talking about, Lisa? <laughs> we are going to give you guys some tips, or well, not you. you, you you've already read these tips. We're going to give our listeners some tips on improving their colored pencil work. I think this will be exciting. I think it's a good topic. It's one that actually I've collected a lot of requests for in my Q&A form that uh, gets sent over to me anytime somebody submits some questions through the page over there. And while I'm talking about that, I'll just say that if you do have a question that you'd like for Lisa or me to talk about and answer on the show, you can go over to sharpenedartist.com slash q a-N-D-A, that's Q&A, and submit your question right there. So this is one that recurs quite a bit that people ask quite often. So I'm glad we're tackling this one today. So one of the things that I know, or at least when people contact me, it's like they realize they want their work to be better. They know that they want to improve. They just don't know where to start, how to improve. My first tip for you is to understand there are no secrets there are no super shortcuts. There's no, I, I get questions where it's like, I can tell that this person is thinking the same thing I was thinking 20 years ago when I first started with all of this, or maybe longer. I don't know. I'm old. I don't even remember numbers anymore. But, you know, that idea of if I find the right brush, but back then I was doing a lot of acrylic painting. I thought if I find the right sponge, because I knew I was painting coral. There's got to be the perfect sponge that in five minutes, I'm going to make this coral look super realistic. I was looking for mm -hmm. these shortcuts that there was this secret that I didn't know. I just needed to figure out what tools that artist was using. And that is what is going to make my work look like theirs. Here's mm -hmm. the thing. There were no secrets. You know what the secret was? Take your time and put in the work. I didn't want to do that. That that coral I was trying to accomplish in five minutes should have taken me three to four hours. The, that was the secret. And it wasn't even, it's not even a secret. That's just how it works. But when you keep spending all of your time looking for this super amazing secret that's going to make all the difference in your work, it doesn't exist. Practice and time are how that is going to happen. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. And that's where a lot of these questions come from, where what is the best pencil? What is the What is the best paper? What is the best technique? That kind of thing. And yeah, there there is no best out of any of this stuff. I remember when I had that realization too, and it was a few years now ago, but it, I still remember it like it was yesterday. And it was like I was looking at different art pieces and I was actually at an art gallery and I was looking at that and I thought, how in the world can they make that look so realistic? And And then I started, you know, thinking about you know, what, what would that, what would that take? And just kind of, you know, 
backward deconstructing everything and like re-engineering some of that stuff in my mind and thinking about what it takes me to to draw something and how much time I spend on it. And kind of like you're saying, Lisa, it's kind of like a revelation internally that I think happens to each of us as artists where we finally realize, hey, you know what? (laughs) There is no... There's no magic feather. There's no silver silver bullet. They they took longer. They they did the you know they looked at it. They judged it. They corrected as they progressed through it. They took longer. They were more you know they had more perseverance. They were more patient with themselves. They they just they didn't give up early on and and decide oh this is taking way too long right here. I'm just going to move on. I'm done with that. You know they didn't do that. And so. Yeah, that's, I think you're right. There is something to be said about, I I wish I could say what that is in one or two words. Whatever that thing is that we just discussed right there, that is a secret. Whatever that is, it's not a secret. I know, I know what you're saying. It's not a secret, but whatever that is, if you can just take that, bottle that up and give it to a new artist and say, look, this is exactly what you need to be thinking about you know this is exactly what it takes it's just it it's no special talent no special tool no special anything else it's putting in the time and persevering through those hard times like that you know what the wake up call for me on that i met an artist who's still to this day my art hero Jaime Jimenez and mm-hmm. he i you know i had my work at the place I was working, they had hung it on the wall. And so they were telling him, hey, look, or telling me that other people who work there, hey, Jaime's also an artist. So um, they had Jaime bring in his portfolio for me to see. Oh my gosh, his work was so much stronger than mine. So realist. I wanted my work to look fairly realistic. I was painting a lot of whales and dolphins. So fantasy style in that sense, but I still wanted it to look fairly realistic. It just mm-hmm. didn't. I saw his work and my jaw dropped. And it was one of those, how did you do that moments. Like, what's the secret? Because back then I still thought there was a secret. And he told me, he goes, this piece here, he showed me a portrait and he showed me another fantasy scene he had painted. One was, I think, gouache and one was acrylic. I could have that wrong. Something like that. And he said, this one here, about 60 layers. 60. Mm, wow, you know how many wow. I was putting in my wow. acrylic paintings at the time? Maybe three. Yeah. And when yeah. you hear that, it's like, oh, you're actually putting time that I'm not. I'm calling something done after, you know, an hour or two of painting. You're spending two months or, you know, a lot of time. And that's that's what made the difference. And it was just such a wake-up call for me. And, wow, there's no trick. I just need to start. Yeah, I just need to take the time, slow down, and pay attention to what I'm doing. Not Stop looking for the, the trick. There's no secret. Well, you know, something else, though, that I mean, you illustrated by talking about that. And I've had other art influencers in my life also that have, you know, have helped me to see those things in my in my own work as well. And I think that illustrates another point, And that is that in order to improve, in order to get better, sometimes we do need to be open. We need to be vulnerable to someone else. And because my insight, my perspective is is limiting my insight. Another way of saying that, the way that I perceive my growth and the way that I perceive my own artwork is always, always going to be limited by my perspective. And I can't help that because I'm looking at it through my own filter. And so if you do have an art mentor and someone who you trust, someone who is able to guide you and direct you like you like you had with your friend then 
you're, you know, you, that is a tremendous gift to be able to have that in your life. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can be mentored from afar and you can watch someone's work and you can look at, you know, how they talk about their work or if they do critiques or something, or if they offer, you know, instruction as they're doing a YouTube video or something, let's say something like that or whatever it is, or if they're writing a blog and they're talking about how they progress or you can be mentored from afar by looking at those things critically and applying that to your own work. Because again, your insight, my insight is always going to be limited by my perspective. You know, and it, it, this kind of brings us on to the, this next point too. I all, and you guys have heard me say this before. I truly believe, and what was very helpful for me, comparing yourself to other artists is not a bad thing. You'll see occasionally memes go around the internet, never to compare yourself to another artist and all of that, that nonsense. And it's like, you know, I understand what they're saying to an extent because you don't want to beat yourself up. Oh, that person's better than my art. That's not what this is about. When you compare yourself or you compare your work to another artist, the goal there is to find an artist who is completing work that is closer to what you want yours to look like. What's the difference between theirs and yours? This isn't something where you go, oh, there's just so much better. I'm never going to reach that. No. Why is there, why do you feel theirs is better? And what do you need to do or change in your own to reach that goal? Just to start being aware of that. I have learned so much by comparing myself. And and my work has improved greatly that I remember years ago. I'm just full of stories today. But years ago, I was painting pet portraits and I realized I really want, I, I want to do better. And I was looking at what other artists were doing. I came across this one pastel artist and hers looked like photographs. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's what I want mine to look like. Why don't mine look that way? Is it the drawing? Is it the shading? Is it the detail? In my case, it was all of the above. I wasn't putting enough time into mine. So I started timing how long I would take. And a graphite piece that I used to spend 45 minutes on, I started, I time, made myself take eight hours. The difference was incredible. It's It mm-hmm. was never mm-hmm. that I wasn't a good artist to start with. It's that I was rushing things. I wasn't taking the necessary time. So it's not like, okay, I took all of these lessons. I watched all these videos and now my next piece is going to be better. No, I took more right, time. Right. I, because of comparing myself to that other artist, if I wouldn't have compared myself to her, I never would have hit that point like, okay, I'm ready to step it up. What do I need to change? And it made such a difference. Yeah. Comparison, you know, doing it with the right frame of mind, like you, like you talked about, I think does make a, a huge difference in being able to improve in your artwork. Yeah, if you don't do the compare and despair kind of thing where yeah. you're just comparing and beating yourself up. But if if you're looking at it with that frame of reference where you're like, okay, how can I make some modifications in my own work? Yeah, that is very helpful. The next tip we've got for you, you need to understand you are not going to improve drastically overnight. I mean, okay, the example I just gave with the the spending more time, yes, I did get better in spending more time. But overall, your actual skills, your ability to notice detail, your ability to shade amazing, you know, to, to layer perfectly, everything right, that doesn't happen overnight. And I think so many new artists, they take a course, they follow a tutorial, they read a book, they... Mm-hmm do that and they expect to instantly be as good as whatever it is they're following along with. That there should be as good as the artist who has been doing this for 20 years. That's not how this works. This is a very slow process. I occasionally post photos of an angel I drew about 20 years ago. Maybe Actually, I think it may have been even longer or painted about 20 years ago versus a colored pencil artist or 
portrait from a couple of years ago. The difference is incredible. Both times I wanted it to look re- the the portrait to look realistic, but it mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't mean that I wasn't going to get there. It meant that's going to take time. You have to keep practicing, keep drawing. Th- this is not an overnight process. And one of the things I always recommend to students, and in fact, I did this just today. Someone taking the portrait prep course. You know, she was. She said she was embarrassed by something that she posted in the in the Facebook group, our private Facebook group for that group, the portrait prep drawing group. And, you know, I, I looked at it and it it honestly was not bad. And uh, she was embarrassed by it and said it was awful, but it was her third attempt or whatever. And it's like I, I told her, I said, you know, and this is what I tell every student, sign it, date it and put it away and learn from it. Think about the corrections that you would make next time and then pull that back out. If you're diligently working at your craft, pull it back out in about a year and just look at the growth that you've had. And I I guarantee you, if you're conscious about what you're doing and you're really focusing on improvement, you will see growth and you'll look back at that and it makes it more clear. And it, it has personally in my own life when I look back at some of my art pieces and I was actually kind of proud of a, a lot of the ones that I thought were great. And I look back at them now and I've got the date on them on, on those and I'm like, oh, I thought that was good at the time. <laughs> Looking back on it, you know, it's like, wow, that was not so hot. (laughs) Yeah, I do the same thing. But yeah, do that. If you know, if you're a new artist, you're listening to us today. That's something that I highly recommend. You just date that, put it away, learn from it. Don't beat yourself up. Learn from it, move on, and you'll be surprised at your growth. And don't throw the work out. Keep Mm -mm, it. No, don't throw it away. I'm so glad for the stuff that I do have. I wish I had photos, too, of some of the really bad older Mm -hmm. stuff. I have photos of most of them. Some of them just got lost over time. I don't think I intentionally threw anything out. But I'm always glad to go back and look at that and go, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe (laughs) how much better I am today than I was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And especially when you go back that far and compare Back then with now, oh, you want to feel good about yourself. Compare your work to 15 years later, 10 years later. It, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And it's not overnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're coming back to art like, like I am, I mean, I came back to art, what was it? I don't know, seven years ago. I, I lose track now. I'm old. I don't have to think <laughs> about that. But, uh, you know, I came back to art later on in life and after taking a 25-year break, 20, 25 years. And the thing about it is, you know, you're – you're going to start at a point where you felt like you were better. You know, you're going to start at a point where you're not as good as you were when you were younger. Uh, oftentimes, if you if you felt like you you know were making some progress when you're younger, and if you took a long break and you didn't do art, you know, just realize that that's you know that's normal. That's going to happen. But you'll you know you'll improve, you'll grow, and you'll get better. But yeah, don't throw that stuff away and look back on it later on and and you'll be you'll be really really surprised another thing that you can do one hang-up i've seen a lot of people get into is i don't know what to draw they finish something they don't start something i've seen students when i used to teach classes in person i've seen students waste an entire two-hour course and still not pick a project where they accomplished nothing it's like you're paying me for this but you won't choose something. Like, just pick something. One of the things that you can do is give yourself a 10-minute time limit. You've got 10 minutes to choose something. Go to Pixabay, go to, you know, somewhere where you can get royalty-free reference photos. Pick something. You've got 10 minutes. 
go quick. You know, if you set that limit, it's a little bit easier because it's so easy to end up spending three, four hours and you still haven't picked the perfect photo. I'm making quotation marks that you guys can't see. But pick that photo. And one of the things I like to look up, I did this recently. I, I needed to do a demonstration for the Marco Renoir colored pencils or, or test those out, which we need to do a, a review here on the podcast for, John. Have we not done that? Oh, I guess no, we did the Marco okay. Refine ones. Oh, okay. These are the red ones. They're a step up. Okay. I'll take um, but these ones, with this, I just needed to pick something. And I was having a hard time because I know that they're not light fast. I know that, you know, it's not something that's going to last, but I still want it to be pretty. So I just did a quick mac- search for macro photo. I used graph, or I think it's story blocks now, not graphic stock. But I used my reference photo membership and just picked something under macro. I ended up finding a butterfly. I gave myself about 10 minutes. This is it. Pick something. If you don't, then you're going to end up drawing a banana. But you are picking something in the next 10 minutes to draw. Don't waste so much time that you get nothing done because you can't decide what to draw next. Anything will help you improve your skills. Just pick something. You can pick something better the next time if you need to, but just pick something to draw. Yeah. And you know what? If it is your fifth or 10th or 50th banana, that's okay. Just draw the banana. You are going to learn something. Pick something. But yeah, I agree with that. If you just pick something, it's fine because it's always going to look different. You know, you turn that banana a different way than you did in the past. Did you want to add something, Lisa? Yeah. Remember, too, when you were talking, I thought you were done and I got Mm -hmm. all excited because this was a tip I always try to teach people. Whatever you pick, it's not the only thing you're ever going to create. So many people put too much importance into every single project that they think they need to spend forever finding the perfect thing. You don't. You're probably going to create hundreds. I've painted thousands. I'm not exaggerating. There are thousands of paintings and drawings over the years. I have no idea how many at this point, but it's multiple thousands. That You don't have to have every single one be the next most amazing thing you've ever painted. Pick something, paint it. You can paint something else next time. You saying that just reminded me of what I was going to say a minute ago. <laughs> but yeah, to that point, I mean, your yeah, your growth is not going to just like you're talking about there. Every single piece is not going to be you know just some kind of huge step forward and surge in your work. But and if you look back at it, I mean, your growth is not going to be this just this linear this chart that where you know you're seeing it just go straight up. Uh, from zero. It's not going to look like that. It's going to look more like a mutual stock growing over time. You know, it's going to be up and down, up and down, but trending, it's going to be upward and it's going to, you know, be constantly getting closer and closer to more of those goals that you have. But, you know, not every piece is going to be just, you know, the end all be all. And you're like, okay, I've arrived. I am the artist I dreamt I would be, you know, it's not, not going to work like that. And don't be upset, you know, at yourself if you think that it's going a little bit too slow because, yeah, sometimes the progress is a couple of steps forward and maybe one back. Sometimes you start seeing things that you never saw before. I remember the first time that I started thinking about and I just didn't really ever, I guess, realize that this existed on the human anatomy on the head is that there's there's this actual ridge on the lower lid of the eyeball where the eyelid is there. There's this, you know, right there up against the eyeball. There's a there's a little bit of a shelf right there. And I don't know, before that time, I never really thought about it much. <laughs> but I remember when I had that realization, like that's always been there, you know, but now I actually see it. Exactly. And so, you know, that just happens. It just happens. The more you draw, the more details you're going to notice. I've had, I'll help students and they'll be working on something. I'll come over and make a few adjustments. And I hear, well, I don't teach in person anymore, but I used to hear this all the time. How did you even notice that? I didn't even see that. You know, 
15 years ago, I probably wouldn't have seen it either. It's mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. you're born knowing these things, born yeah, right. noticing these right. things. This mm-hmm. happens with time and experience and practice. That's yeah. where you start noticing things, like John was saying with the tear line, that it, mm-hmm. it takes time for you to start noticing things that you didn't notice before. Don't be frustrated with yourself if you're not seeing those details right off the bat. Just keep on drawing. They'll, they will start to kind of reveal themselves to you. Yeah, because remember, it's just a skill and you're improving and getting better at this skill. So, All right, so our next tip, if you get bored easily, try working smaller than maybe you have in the past, like a five by seven close up of something. In that way, I mean, you're, you're more likely to finish something like that rather than doing like this mural, this thing that may be four feet in one direction, (laughs) you know, and it, it just gives you a little bit more motivation to do something and accomplish the uh, the task at hand. You know, you're going to complete this rather than say, okay, I'm giving myself, you know, three months, I'm going to get this done. No, just get something done, get it, you know, completed and look back at that and have that sense of accomplishment that yes, I, I did this, I completed it, I can move on now. To the next piece. I mean, there's something about that that just fuels you on to do the next piece instead of just laboring and starting to beat yourself up and and maybe getting bored. Yeah, and and doing smaller studies of things, I think is just helpful. Uh, Like John was saying, like a five by seven, a study of something, just, you know, whether it be the eye or part of the eye and part of the fur, if you're painting a tiger, you can make some really interesting things that way versus trying to do this huge piece that includes the entire body. If If you never finish that huge piece, then you didn't benefit like you would have from the five by seven. Right. So do what, what you're going to actually finish. Our next tip, stop making excuses for why you're not as good as somebody else. And I see a lot of artists get hung up on this, get frustrated that somebody is better than them. Why are they better? There must be some trick, some, some magical thing they're doing that I'm not doing that makes them better. You have no idea. And I see, I don't see this as often uh, as, um, people who are just frustrated with themselves, but I occasionally will see artists. They'll post on Facebook. First off, this sort of thing is not appropriate to post on Facebook. It sounds anyway, like sour grapes. It, it does. I mean, let's exactly. be honest. It, That's what it, it is. It just makes you sound like a whiner when you I've do seen that. an artist who a while back was complaining that she was mad because other artists were seeing more success in their career than she was, and she felt she had worked as hard as the other artists, or harder than the other artists, even though the other artists had accomplished more. And I looked at that, and I'm thinking, you have no idea what the other artists did. Call the wambulance. Exactly. And that does not help your mental state either. It's not going to do anything Even if you don't say it on Facebook. I mean, it was completely inappropriate for this artist to be posting stuff like that online, because Mm -hmm. other people look at them and they're like, really? Uh, mm-hmm. But the other thing is, this is how their mind is working. They've trained their mind to make these excuses and to look for, you know, well, they're better than me because this. They had this opportunity. They have nicer supplies than me. They have this that I don't have. They have, no, you have no idea how hard they work for that. Did that person go work part-time at McDonald's for a month so that they could buy the nicer supplies? You don't yeah. know what situation that know. those people yeah. are in. You can't make that assumption. And when you do, you're really just hurting yourself. I mean, it really does hurt you and impact your growth and your artwork because you are you can get really negative like that. I've seen this a lot. I, I shouldn't say a lot. I've seen it a handful of times, but I think it's worth mentioning because I'm sure for the amount of times people post online, there's plenty more who think this way. And it, it holds you back. You're going to grow yeah. faster if you, you focus on the positive things. And I know I start sounding like a motivational speaker at that point, but it's true the way well, that you're viewing true, things. Though. 
it, it will impact your work. I, I mean, and we've all seen this, though. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it, it would be easy, I think, for any of us to devolve into this kind of um, attitude and mentality. And you can do this in anything in life, but when you do this with your art and make it more of a competitive thing rather than something of, of self-growth and you're trying to work on your own craft, it doesn't do anything good for you. Let's just say that if even if it were true, let's say it, it is true that somebody has more opportunities or more better art supplies than you or whatever, whatever the, you know, fill in the blank for whatever excuse you want to give. Even if that was true, it doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do about that. Can uh-huh. you change that fact by anything that you do on your own? No, you can't. And so even if you feel like you're playing with a short deck, then you're still playing with that short deck. Talk to yourself nice about it and do whatever you have in your power to do to improve your own situation and your own art. I mean, that's all we can do. And if you approach life or anything, your art is no different. If you approach this and, you know, from this place of, of being jealous or the green eyed monster, you know, you're envious of what others are doing and you're not grateful for what you have and what you're doing and what you're able to accomplish. It's not going to do anything good for you. And so that's my encouragement about that is the reason why you don't want to do that. It doesn't matter if you feel like it's really relevant or this is really true. It doesn't help you. And so you have to get your mind right and focus on your work. Well, maybe you have something you would love to add to this discussion. You can do that over in the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. And you can also reach out to us on Twitter. Lisa's at Lockery. I'm at Sharpened Artist. You can email us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And this is a weekly show, so we come out with a new episode every single week on Monday. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.